Warning, Supernatural The Crossroads contains adult language and discussions. If you're easily offended, do not continue to listen. Everybody to yet again another episode of Supernatural The Crossroads. Remember, if you want to listen live mobile, you can find us on the TuneIn app. Search Crossroads 003. Add us to your favorites. Also text RMD69. Yes, that's 69, Ryan. Thank you for noticing. To 50597 to receive mobile push notifications whenever a RMD show is about to go live. And that includes The Crossroads. We are back at it. Season 15 has officially started the final season Hooray. of Supernatural. It's weird. It's surreal, dude. It doesn't feel it hasn't clicked, I guess, for me that it's the final season. And I use quotes because we've talked about this day and age of Netflix, you know, on-demand streaming services bringing things back years after the fact it does seem like a very real possibility, but no matter what, this is the going to be the end of the, the on end. Yeah. you know every I year i can't wait to for this to be over and then netflix to pick up the grand torino where it just follows around castiel after the end of the end of the season like they do <laughs> He's just driving around like el camino but oh, we're gonna call it grand torino All right and it'll be castiel <laughs> it's it is hard to feel it is hard to believe that it is the end because it doesn't feel like that at all. I mean, yeah, we've done a lot of different things during Helatus. We had a lot of speculation amongst ourselves, also with the fandom, that it's hard to believe where things might end up. No one seems to agree on an ending, but there are some great ideas that have been floating about there. There's some great ideas that were presented on this show and then stolen by other random people on yeah. Twitter and presented as their own Fucking ideas. Dickhead. <laughs> Look, I don't say a lot of smart shit on this show. He only has so many. What a fucker, man. Anyway, but there's been a lot of ideas very from aggressive, a, Ryan. Well, I'm just I'm very protective of the that. right to be. I, look, I, I'm I'm very. If you have one child, I if you say, have one good idea, I say maybe seven to ten. Very protective of his uh, IP. Yeah, seven to ten percent. <laughs> it's I an say. epidemic, Ryan. A lot of you know intellectual property is being stolen from Dude, foreign governments. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we got to protect. I don't have thirty thousand emails that I lost though, so we should be okay. No, it, we've had discussions whether it'd be some sort of poetic ending with a heaven and hell, yin and yang sort of mix between the brothers and what their ultimate destinies would be. We talked about various different things with Amara returning. Is Chuck tricking everybody? And this isn't truly his goal, purpose, or what he's doing. And he's up to something else that we don't even understand. The empty getting involved, you know, are Michael getting involved and in returning? There's been all kinds. There was a theory that a few people shared with us that Chuck isn't even God. Yeah. And honestly, I think at, th- at that, I, got, I want to squash that theory. 
I, I think that'd be. I, I want to get away from it because I don't want it to happen. That would undo too much. It would be a cop out. It would be yeah. the ultimate cop out. Hey guys, guess what? God isn't bad. You thought he was God. He's not God, and now God's not bad. Real God, though. God too is so much cooler, and he has a white beard. It's too convoluted. It's I a watched mess. this video that some, uh, I think, a few listeners shared it with us, and the theory was interesting. It piqued my interest enough to where I actually sat down and watched an entire YouTube video, which never happens. Yeah, that. But it was so heavily convoluted and well-researched. I'm like, dude, you're expecting Dab to do that much research? <laughs> no. And I'm not saying you're expecting any showrunner to do that much research on a 15-year-old show. You're asking them to dig into the archives. People aren't doing that. They're just not going to do it. Well, the sad thing is I think a lot of people would do that, but no, nobody who's at the helm right now is doing that. Kripke, Carver. I said at the helm right now. Yeah. <laughs> It's just too convoluted, and if it wasn't executed the right way, it would come off so bad. So I'm hoping that theory is completely wrong. At this point, yeah. we just need to we just need to accept it. That, yeah, well, it that does, Chuck's a baddie. Even if the only way that you could turn that is he'd still have to be God. You could turn something about this was your test to see if I let this world free. All right, peace. I'm out of here. Kind of thing. Maybe you could make some argument. I'm just going to tell you like right tough now. parenting. This is what this is the direction my mind's going when, when it comes to God. There's going to be comeuppance to pay for him. Yeah. For all Cosmic the things, balance. there is going to be something that's going to come after him. I'm just telling you right now. It's, it, okay. Would um, Sam and Dean be at the front of that? Yes. But I think something much bigger is going to give him his due. If if they this is not going to happen. But if it comes to light that Chuck is not God. I am taking my shirt off during the show and running down the street, screaming. Well, now I hope it happens. I know. Now I got money on this. I scream that I was right the whole time. Can you give us a little preview for video? Nope. I will not be giving you for the video subs. No, no, no. (laughs) Look, they're not. They don't want to see that. But I'm just telling you right now, if that does happen, and it's not going to happen. Forget to shave this morning. Yeah, I did. I I have unsightly body hair, and uh, I will. I will fucking go wild in here, and I don't give a fuck oh. if we're recording or not. I will, I will dance. I'll grab the cameras and run out there with you. Yep, just sprint down the street, chasing Ryan half naked. I the might street. even, I might even streak down the street. It'll be like Will Ferrell in that one. We're movie. going streaking. <laughs> yeah, and he'll just Chuck's be screaming. Not God, I told these motherfuckers. Woo! It's just gonna be me running down the street. I will happily eat crow to see that happen. <laughs> I'm just telling you, man. I would feel so like validated. Okay, all right, this that's down a little bit, <laughs> Thomas. But going back to the whole Chuck thing, wouldn't yeah. it not make sense if it's something that even Carver started? He hinted at it, and then Dab did take it over for a little bit with the whole cosmic consequence. Yeah. What if the cosmic consequence isn't just about Sam and Dean? What if it's about the the just complete disregard for the universe well you keep creating all these universes and throwing them away there has to be some consequence for that right right the the empty is where everything goes there has to be as far as we know right now there's one empty in billions of multiverses right i think the cosmic entity will play a role they have to i imagine with how season 14 ended death will play a role we know billy's very much about the line line she's got something going on you owe me X sign here or, you know, that's her mantra, her belief. But 
you know, setting aside some expectations or speculation, which we do a lot. We run rampant with this on the show. We do have some things that we've learned as of the premiere. One, God has opened all the gates to hell. We knew before that there was at least one definitive gate from the tablet in season eight. Mm-hmm. And there has been other, you know, hell gates, demon gates, what have you at the end of season two, little touches there. But this sounds like he just blew open the doors on every level of this apartment building, every level of this hotel, and everybody ran for it like a prison break. Apparently, hell is home to between two and three billion souls felt weird to put a hard can number I, on that i feel I, like that's a little less i think there's a lot more evil people in the world i just I think, I, I, I think that needs a trillion on that yeah number. i'm thinking that like, how many people have died and been around since the dawn of time uh, come on right and we're talking two or three billion that, I mean, that was literally yeah like that's what i was gonna say like we, it's from the beginning of time 2.3 i, I think to andrew billion. dab's a little optimistic i don't yeah. think he can do math <laughs> no I can, time I can do math is if it's a sandwich. He's okay, so 12,000 12, years, beautiful man. Right? Right? Uh, times five. <laughs> times. The square root of. Uh, a, a how many sandwich. inches is my right, turkey sandwich? The circumference square root of Burger King nine. Burger is. Hold on, you guys are disrupting my real math here. Sorry. <laughs> just, he, when he said two to three billion, I was like, like what fucking right. huggy buggy care bear group of people have you met in this world? Maybe, of, maybe we're of, just so maybe we're out just of jaded. The trillions I, of people that have lived on this planet, my guess would be two to three billion people got considered for heaven. See, Didn't make it. That would make more that sense. That would make more sense to me. <laughs> so, you know, there's that. <laughs> Along, though, with demons escaping from hell, we know that ghosts, primarily it seems ghosts and spirits, have also escaped. And when I thought of this, it seemed a little weird to have it be just human ghosts and spirits, but that did ultimately make sense if monsters go to limbo, as we've learned from season seven and eight. That would, or six, seven, and eight, I guess. Purgatory, yeah. Purgatory, limbo, the, uh, that so would make more sense. are we assuming that he unleashed that as well, then? It seemed like only hell has been referenced. Right. So there's no monsters. So there's no monsters running around. It's just ghosts, undead humans, tortured souls and spirits. Okay, I have a question. I'm a little confused. Maybe I'm a horrible supernatural fan and I thought I was good. I thought when you go to hell, you become a demon. Over time. Over time. You have to you have to be there for a specific amount of time. They eventually become demons. So there's ghosts then? Like, that's what I don't understand. Ghosts are just chilling in hell? I'm assuming that the spirits who have not yet become demons, if your soul goes to hell and you're no, you're not quite a demon yet, I'd imagine if were you to be freed, like we saw at the end of season two with John Winchester and right. like we saw here, you're a spirit. You don't have a body. You can possess something. You're some sort of ghost spirit halfway point. So you're, you're making a lot of assumptions then, right? Like I'm making a lot of assumptions. Okay. That but would make sense. We, if you yeah. have to become a demon over time, like you, like you twist the soul into a demon, if you're not quite there yet, I imagine you're still what you were. So was Dean a demon when he was in no, hell? No. Well, also hmm. too, we're, we're... That's why his soul was able to be plucked from hell and put back into his body. Most of the okay. ghosts that we saw were sent to hell within the last couple of years years, right by the brothers the woman in white 
15 years may yeah, not be that so, long yeah. compared to millennia. Well, Look at Lilith and Ruby. She missed it by one year. 16 is the max in hell where you actually become a an official <laughs> demon. You get your demon uh, card. Uh, once you, you get demon card. You, you, like color. It's 15 punches. And after that 15th year, you know. Year. Okay. You're, you're in. So she just missed it. Just There's a, a job outside. roulette that will determine your eye color. That whole thing. Who knows? We have to, maybe we'll find that out. Um, apparently, we have trapped all these souls within a small town of about one square mile, one mile radius, which is not that much space, truthfully. So there, there's that, that begs the other question because that leaves all these roughly right? two point nine nine billion spirits unaccounted for, yeah. or assuming they didn't fuck off immediately. Outside of that one like, mile. we're out of here. Yeah. I mean, with every other time that they've escaped, whether it was the end of season two or the angels fell at the end of season eight, beginning of season nine, that's a global thing. And I can't imagine they just all said, all right, we're free from torture and, and death and mayhem and carnage. I guess I'll hang out in this small town in Kansas. Well, I can assume, I guess we can assume that part of the season will be about getting those souls back in hell returning the souls redefeating yeah. some villains perhaps something about a containment or a absorption from like when they had the souls in the crystal that they try to make a bomb in oh, dean at the end yeah. of season 11 i could see something to that effect or billy and all the reapers working double duty to try and send them back to hell perhaps but amongst those escaped convicts is michael and then presumably with him adam as well because the doors to the cage, we find out, are blown wide open as well. Okay, so Stacy in the video chat says, In season three, Ruby made it sound like it was a matter of centuries to See? become a demon. Okay. So that would explain why we have so many. And that would also explain all those people who died centuries ago. Maybe they are demons and not spirits. Right, ghosty. Not souls. So if there's not two to three billion souls Maybe there's two to three billion souls in hell, but there's like 80 trillion yeah, demons. Hear me out here. You know, we've seen demons and we've seen ghosts. How about we make ghost demons? Is that- <laughs> it's when a demon has sex with a ghost. <laughs> the biggest <laughs> convict and threat to everything besides the showrunner <laughs> would be Michael. I do like that the cage is open that last I heard he was just sitting there. This ticking time bomb of a problem that has never been addressed for 10 years. I have a theory about that. I'm I'm happy that they called that out and that it's something that we have to worry about. Although it did feel like after Apocalypse, Michael was such a problem, such a threat. It feels like the casual mention of an insane Michael. Oh, all right. Well, deal with that later. I have a theory about that (laughs) and I'll talk about it later. I'm okay, looking forward for to that. seeing that. Unless you want me to just, say it Just now. go for it now, right? Uh, I th- I think that the, air quotes, demon that is possessing Jack's body is Michael. Yeah. I'll, There's a whole angelic you know, he knows, point to... He knows way too much about... It's also everything. very poetic. But, but every time we see an angel possess someone, it's a huge light show. Just saying. Well, there, I have something about... Sticking to your supernatural... I did a little bit of research. Like you have to see it to... Believe it. I did a little bit of research on Balfagor or Balfagor, that name. Yeah. There's some stuff that he touched on in this episode that might allude to who he is, essentially. Oh, 
Oh, Mr. Google um, over here. I know the internet, powerful tool, Crazy. not just for porn. No, so Sam also has a wound that does not heal from the equalizer gunshot. But more importantly, Castiel had a vision while he tried to heal that wound. We also of what looked like a soulless Sam, Lucifer Sam. Can we some also mention fucked up version? Whoever whoever thought about the wound It looked like a cigar burn. It, it did. Well, well the, the thing that I liked about that whole Come here, you little shit. Is he actually didn't oh, get Jesus. shot. If you think about it, he didn't actually get shot with a bullet. That's why Dean says there's no exit wound. Right. Because a bullet didn't actually hit him. The bullet hit God. His wound is just a reverse of the wound. So he what happens to him yeah, it, happens to you. Exactly. So he doesn't actually there's nothing that when he says there's no exit wound, I was like, What's well, that doesn't make any sense? And then he's I like, think there's no bullet. I think yeah, they're trying to make a point. There's no bullet. It'll stuck it'll in matter there. later. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And I just I thought that was cool because you know, obviously the bullet hit God. Watch that bullet him. be important to take out God. And because there's no exit wound, they know it's still in him. Well, they're gonna they, do but something. there shouldn't there shouldn't Come be here, a bullet at all. He didn't get hit with a bullet. It's just a wound. Well, no, if if there was a bullet that went into Chuck, right, that bullet, yes, and the damage is then done to you as well. See, that'd be cool. There would be no bullet for Sam, regardless. Right, but now you have, you know, that for a fact, the bullet is still in his shoulder. Maybe you do something with that. And they still have the gun, right? They still have the gun. Dean put it in the the glove glove box, box. and they made it a point for us to see see that. I mean, that camera. You don't do that for no reason. That's going to matter later, unless you're dead. That's some serious foreshadowing. Yeah, like, hey guys, we're going to hang this camera. And we're going to make sure the demon sees in the back. It there was, was almost obvious. subtitles and a flashing light that said, pay attention to this. Yeah. <laughs> pay attention to this demon. What's that? Don't worry about it. Okay. This will matter. Also, that was um, literally the, the, the text in the script. What's that? Don't worry about it. Got it. Yeah. Also, we need a human heart here. Let's introduce a sheriff. Oh, well, that's convenient. that worked out, didn't it? Bop, bop. Let me reach into this. Bu- <laughs> Poor burlap sack and pull out yeah. a heart. All right. So we we got a lot of things set up from this premiere. Really, though, a lot of that came in the last perhaps I'd say two minutes even or mm-hmm. a couple minutes here and there. You know, the opening act served as a bit of an epilogue for the last season, but it, it did ramp things up by acts three for moving into it there's a lot of setup and a lot of a lot of groundwork for some things which is in typical this for some of the later season premieres uh, even during carver's run uh, he i was know, known for the one two yeah he would premiere. do the yeah first part second part yeah so i, I kind of expected that that we were going to kind of let things marinate for just a bit in a lot of ways this episode reminded me of the what was it season what season was uh the darkness introduced in 11 it reminded me of the beginning of season 11 where there's a lot of silence the mm-hmm. director or the writer whoever made the decision the showrunner uh they allowed there to be a lot more silence and they relied more on the sound design to create some of the suspense right especially when we were in the city and it was an abandoned town so i liked that yeah there was a lot of that it reminded me a lot like the season 11 premiere and if you remember, the season 11 premiere was also kind of a, a little weaker. And then the second it was dealing so. with the aftermath yep. of the epic events of the season premiere. finale, season finale. Yeah. yeah. So and season 12 had a little bit of that as well. Yeah. So there's there's a lot being set up here and we're going to get into all of it. We'll get into all of that. We got a little bit of news first. If you've waited too long. If you desperately need some more Supernatural, especially now that we're in the middle of October, TNT has got you covered with a nine-hour 
supernatural marathon be on Halloween. I kind of laugh, though, because I'm like, oh, fuck, nine hours. And then I sit here, I'm like, oh, that's nine episodes. Shit. I, I also, too, wonder, <laughs> like, are they are they bouncing around? Like, do they say what yeah. episodes? Well, so they it's have, curated, I think. Yeah. They have the list of episodes oh, okay. as well. Uh, this is from our friends at EW.com, Entertainment Weekly. The TNT has released its lineup for a nine-hour Supernatural Marathon on Thursday, October 31st. Favorite episodes for many fans, including, this is the list here. So yep. starting at 10 a.m., episode season three, episode three, Bad Day at Black Rock. For those of you who don't remember, that is the Rabbit's Foot episode. Oh, yeah. Then at 11, you have season three, episode 11, Mystery Spot, a fan favorite for sure. At noon, we have season three, episode 13, Ghost Facers. Ghost Facers! Thank you, Ryan. You're welcome. At one o'clock, we jump into season four with Monster Movie, the black and white Ooh. vampire movie one. That was a good one. That was a fun I- one. I'm going to be covering that during my cinematography special this month. Oh, oh wow. nice. It's going to be four parts. Good choice. Yeah. Then at two o'clock, we have season four, episode six, the very next episode, Yellow Fever, another one that has a ton of great moments for fans. A lot of funny shit in that episode. But it, it still falls short to season five, episode eight, changing channels at three o'clock Pacific time or Eastern time. Sorry, I'm hoping they just stuck to like the horror eccentric episodes. Yeah, even though don't well, so the, the changing channels is one of my most favorite. Well, after that, the next three, after changing channels, you have the French Mistake and Hunter Heroicai season eight, episode eight, and end with season thirteen, episode sixteen, Scooby Natural. I will say it Rubber feels does. like an odd list. This feels like the April Fool's list. Hey, some of your comedic and fun and favorite moments from Supernatural rather than Halloween horror. Should have been all of season one. It's just <laughs> season one. Continue. Monster movie makes sense. Ghost Facers, oh, I'll yeah. even give you that one. Yeah. But Mystery Spot's that's hilarious. That's episode, right? And that was a little creepy. Ghost Facers wasn't the Tulpa one. That was the, the first time they were introduced. No, this is season three, episode Oh. 13 uh while investigating morton mansion sam and dean become inadvertently participants in the new reality show named ghost facers this is when they like had the reality tv show in the house so it it really does feel weird because a lot of these are funny episodes changing channels the french mistake yellow fever scooby natural hunter heroicai is one of my least favorites simply because it's too cartoony for me i would have loved to see bloody mary the, you know, everybody loves a clown. Some of these scarier, darker ones for a Halloween special monster movie. I know. Thank you for that. Monster <laughs> movie is a good pick because that is that classic black and white Dracula vibe to it. But even the slasher movie, I would have thought from the previous season, yeah, that would have, have shown been, up that would have been a great on your Halloween special. And should hit us up and we'll curate a. Halloween special for I them next year. I think they just search like most popular episodes. Oh, not they realizing like, that like these are funny ones. Shitty articles. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was going to say from Screen, screen Rant. rant. Look, going to Screen Rant. These are the top these 10 Halloween episodes of all time. About. How even, fucking even easy would your life be? Screen Rant article didn't even watch even the first two seasons. How fucking Googled easy would your life be, dude, If we worked at Screen Rant. Oh, yeah. I don't know. What do I want to do today? I don't know. This show. Let's make a list about it. Let's just wiki it, bro, because I don't have time to watch. Too cool it's for so that. obvious Watching when people Riverdale. do articles about shows that they don't, they don't know don't fuck watch. about. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But 
whether or not it's the scariest list for Halloween, it's still a got it's still a good list and it's got some fan favorite episodes that you can check out if you have no other plans for Halloween. Because that sounded really depressing. If you're I a stay loser home and you have no dude. plans for Halloween, <laughs> I, I do not care to go out on Halloween. I'm boring, so I'll be watching. If people want to join me or playing Final Fantasy or well, yeah, but probably it's a problem. We don't bring up my drug addiction in the middle of the show, Mike. All right. (laughs) We're going to get some business out of the way real quick as a way to make some things a bit easier when it comes to what to expect or when to expect new Crossroads episodes. We have designed an official schedule. So we wanted the content to be more spaced out throughout the month rather than releasing all at once when it comes to our Patreon. Because that's what I do. I'm like, oh, shit. You edge, you edge, you edge, and then you just bleh. Yeah, and I work for like three days straight. You blow. Oh, I wasn't going to say it, but sure. Why not? <laughs> you were, and you also don't sleep for three days. So in order to attempt to not kill Mike through exhaustion, if you're a Patreon subscriber, there's now an opportunity to get three to four additional new episodes a week. So for 2019-2020, Crossroads On Demand release schedule is as follows. There's going to be the Patreon-exclusive episode, a free episode, Ooh. on that's the two different categories. So on Monday, we have the video cast discussion or the cinematography of Supernatural. That is a Patreon tier. There'll be something no matter what every Monday. On Tuesday, you have the cross, the normal Crossroads Season 15 discussion. That is the free episode we're doing right now. But also, if you're a Patreon member, you're going to get the Crossroads pre-show. We talk and shoot the shit a little bit before we actually get into the discussion each week. Then on Wednesday... Patreon members are going to get the season 15 preview discussions. That's where we're going to be talking about the upcoming week's episode, speculating, reading the synopsis, talking about what we can see, what we can expect. Getting people psyched for the episode. I've been doing our edging as well. I've been wanting to do that for the last four or five years. I've been wanting to put together a preview discussion that comes out right before the actual new episode. So I figured, hey, final season, I'm not going to have a chance to do this again. Let's just do it. Yeah. And then on, so that's Wednesday. On Thursday, you're going to get a Crossroads bonus cast. First Thursday of every month. That's just an additional episode. We do all kinds of different things for that, whether it's the best of Carver or Gamble or even Dab, we had one of his, or specific plot lines that could have gone different ways, different characters getting a spotlight, different arcs getting a spotlight, all kinds of different things go into those bonus casts. And during TV season, it's a quarterly wrap-up mm-hmm. and then on fridays if you're a patreon member the third friday of every month you're going to get the crossroads mini cast now for those we anything the sky's anything, the limit we talk literally about anything we come up with frankly yeah <laughs> now there are different tiers on our patreon guys every little bit helps and again it's only once a month that you have to make these payments one dollar you'll get the mini cast two dollars you get that and the cinematography of supernatural $3 gets you all those and the pre-show. The $5 tier will give you the preview discussions and the bonus cast episode. And if you go all the way to the $10 tier, you'll get the video cast and everything beneath that. And again, these are for the full month. So if you buy Starbucks once in a month, that's the pre-show bonus cast, the cinematography and the mini cast. If you buy two coffees in the month or eat out once, I eat out at least I eat once out. a day. Food, yeah. food, oh, 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 food. I was like, wait, I, I eat out all the time. 
I don't know what your hooker cost is, but you could do that too. I, I wonder suppose. what my hooker cost is. But if that is the amount that it's only once a month, you get all this additional content, and that way you'll end up with, if you're a Patreon subscriber, was that five? One, two, three, four, five, Almost, six. Yeah, up to six shows. Up to six shows a week, depending on the week, yeah. throughout Jesus. the entire month. Ryan's all, wait, this is new to me. <laughs> He's like, the fuck did I sign up for this? I, I don't want to be in the studio every day of the week. What the hell? We got you a cot. You live here now. It's okay. Oh, I'm going to slit my wrists. <laughs> And catch that live on the pre-show. <laughs> We're also going to do a, an Andrew Flab parody as well. Oh, yes. Weekly. Yes. It'll be like Jesus. a little cartoon. <laughs> oh, my God. That might be worth it. It's be called Breaking Flab is what it'll be called. I can't, wait to, I can't wait to break everything after I eat so much food. All right. Break a toilet. Anyway, so with that, guys. Well, well hold on. Now, also, I'm going to be connecting a giveaway to this. Oh. That we will be pushing out. Okay, so anyone that's already a subscriber, you're going to be automatically entered in. If you're eligible, at, at least $10 minimum or the video cast tier, because I know we have some discounted tier options that are limited. Still count, though. If you're a subscriber to the video cast tier, you're automatically entered into a giveaway. Uh, anyone, of course, that now subscribes will also be entered into that giveaway. And we're going to be giving away that badass Dean Winchester figure from Sideshow Toys. Oh shit! That thing's legit. Okay, can I enter? That's I, all, I, need, I fuck. I, I know I was on the table. I know I was like, shit. I want this for myself. I, I live these shit. episodes, but uh, you know. And we'll be giving one. Th- those things aren't cheap, so we're gonna Ooh. give one away. I don't know if it's gonna be uh, in February or if we're gonna wait till the end of the season. I won't know Damn. until next week. All but right. subscribe now so you can be entered into that giveaway. And that, guys, also gets you all those additional episodes. And we like to go from anything between the current season issues and what we're what the boys are dealing with, talking about all those things. But we also like to go back to the previous episodes. I mean, the video casts were at season two, episode God, we have four so or five. Doing those. Yeah, those we do have fun. With the exact same style of show, but way, way back to season two is where we're at right now. I couldn't believe Ryan came in today super because we're doing a we record the video cast after this show. Right. And Ryan was actually had a smile on his face and he was talking, talking to me about all his choices. I don't want to get into it right now. I don't want to give any. Oh, right. So my choices are from, Just but he was really pumped about the video. Cast. I actually like this. One, yeah. We, we actually really enjoy doing the video cast. It's fun. We get to pick our own topic basically with that. Yeah. But also if you're a film aficionado, the cinematography of supernatural is great to, to have a, walk through and take a lens, a different lens and look at how these shots are composed, how they're set up, the thought that goes into a lot of these things that most people are just glancing past or just on autopilot as they watch. Yeah. It's really nice to hear from Mike's perspective, a lot of that breakdown and what you can see and how much more you can get out of this show. And I think that's kind of the point of a lot of what we do here is this show is so rich with so many different things. You can always find more to it, though. Oh, yeah. So if you want to learn something, that is a great option for you as well. So all those things that's going to be throughout the month, check that out. You, If you want to win that prize as well, that's pretty fucking sweet. That so. thing's badass, dude. <laughs> yeah, so head on over to patreon.com slash join slash Digital to sign up for that. So with that, it's time to get into... Our general synopsis, our breakdown of season 15, episode one, the very last season premiere. Isn't that weird? It's hard to say. I just, it hurts. I know we talked about it at the top of the show, but I just can't get over it. It doesn't seem real. 
It really no. does it. It's just, God damn, this isn't, this is the end. It's, oh. We're in the denial phase. I think still. that's what it is. It really is. Like, ah, you know, they're going to surprise she us. She still loves me. I know she still loves me. That's they're going to surprise us. It's not really canceled, She's you guys. She's getting better dick somewhere else. I know it. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? Oh, that's just the anger and crying. That's just all of it in one right That there. was all, yeah, that was all one. No, we're still in denial for sure, but... We'll see what happens. We, we broke it down. I think we have three episodes per stage for all five stages of grief or something like that, or three or four. So picking up where we left off last season, Sam, Dean, and Castiel are left to defend the world after all the souls in hell have been released and are back on Earth and free to kill again. This one was directed by John F. Showalter and written by Andrew Dabb. Who, by the way, John F. Showalter... Joe Walter did a really good job. In fact, that's my biggest takeaway from this episode is the directing and the execution of the script is pretty fucking fantastic. But first, Thomas, mm-hmm. I didn't mean to cut you off. Let's oh, talk good. about that season 15 title sequence. The imagery is interesting. I like it. I do like it. I have a lot of different theories, though, when I first saw that that's about what I that could them. be. I've always been, I'm such a huge fan of those title sequences because you can always glean something yes, from you it. you get something from it. This one, to me, is very much the empty. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's what I got from that's it. A, I got immediately as it you popped up. You got the black looked, ooze. Yep, it looked yeah. like the empty. And I think we had, all, we had speculated, too, that we thought the empty was going to play a bigger part in this yeah. season. Yeah. So I think that one was kind of the, plus the way it was spiraled was interesting, too. It looked, oh, it looked all, like ritualistic. Yeah, like spiraled, and then the red lighting behind it was really... It was good. It was rad. I, I think, I will say, though, I think last season with the wings was a little better. This one's still pretty good. I, I definitely did like it. I'd have to see them back-to-back, but I think I really dig this one. I think this might be my favorite one Dab's done so far. It's It's weird, because for me, I'm looking at more of what can I gleam from it what can i learn yeah. from it and with this one it looks like a mix of the empty and then it it has a flash of blue because mm-hmm. i'm looking at it right now blue a flash flame, thomas of blue, blue fire blue fire god damn it oh don't get it wrong god. were you There's really a, gonna go that direction no not oh, fire okay. but a flash of blue and white light so i'm thinking a little bit of heaven is there but it's quickly snuffed out yeah. by the empty and then hell fire burns yeah. these tendrils from the out from the inside out. What I really loved about this one, though, is when you listen to it, it has this kind of silence. It fades out as if just everything were ending. That's how it sounded to me. There, I have to go back and re-listen to it, but I really liked the audio. Well, now I like it even more one. because I <laughs> because it felt like it was it was building up to something and then just stopped and like had this like echo effect for a half second. And it made me sit there and go, Oh shit, this is the end. It's very unique. I I love whoever puts these together because they are always well thought out, different, beautiful looking fit the season. I don't think there's ever been a shitty one. Honestly, there's been ones I just don't like. There's been ones we haven't cared for as much, but they've still been fun or well done. And creative. And I, I also love the little ones that they do for the random episodes, like plucky penny whistles, like the, the, and especially the, 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 the glitter and yeah. the one offs they do. The those are fun cool. too. Yeah. They do a good job with those. 
So I think overall, everybody here liked it. It, it does lead to more speculation about what they're going to do with and it, it as a whole. Which, exactly, which is the point. Yeah. So I, I do think the empty is going to be bigger than we're currently thinking. But setting aside for the moment some of those things that we could go down, like you said, Mike, John Showalter did a great job bringing a sense of loneliness to this episode. Whether that was the brothers sitting in the crypt mausoleum, whatever you would call that, by themselves, or the town itself feeling desolate, there was a great job of using sound to set the tone, set the mood for a lot of these sequences. A lot of, there is no more God, there is no more watching all of us, it's just us, we are abandoned here alone. I mean, even the car with the woman in white, that dusty, bloody car on the side of the highway, no one else around, nothing else around, just the music eerily playing. It it all feels like it's going for that same vibe of isolation. Yeah, and that's I, I, that's why I really, even though I wasn't a fan of the Road So Far choice for music, correct. I, I did like the bleed in, though, into the scene where the song's playing as they're fighting the the ghost demons. I really like that part because it all fit this sound, this, I don't know if you can call it a sound motif where everything just worked together because for a good 30 to 40 seconds, all you heard was heavy breathing. Mm -hmm. And then once they got inside the mausoleum, you heard the heavy breathing and then the zombie demons outside banging. And that's all you heard. They were banging. Yeah, That's you look closely. Hot, yeah. Rough fucking. Zombie dude. fucks. Oh, man. Just, just decayed dick falling off. I never off. knew I wanted to see that. You don't. Until now. Well, the other thing is the sound helped when, was it Balfagor? Sure. Kills them, and it goes from all this scratching and clawing and zombie sounds to just silence. Was anybody else, like, when he, when that happened, I was like, did he fucking do anything? I was like, I, I, like, it took me, like, maybe, like, two seconds to realize there was no more, like, zombie sounds, but I was just like, you just do nothing? Like No, I like that because that was using a different element, not just saying now they're all dead, like right. <laughs> right. other people might right. it was using sound or a, lack a, of a silent picture technique yeah. of the music or the end the abrupt end of music, things like that that helped tell the story. It fit. It worked. It was a very distinct and and constant sound up until that point. I'm just glad they did that because a lot of times that, you know, aesthetic choice isn't really a win with a lot of executives or studio heads. No, it's not. They don't want silence. Like, what do you mean? They, that, what, then they won't be able to hear it. I mean, there has been so many stories, you know, from yeah. writers and directors, both on TV sets and movie sets where they had this idea of, hey, let's keep people in the darkness. Oh, uh, let's keep people in silence. And they're like, no, 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 no. What are you, what are you talking about? And from a business standpoint, I can understand that the executive's job is to make sure they grab and hold the mainstream. Otherwise, they're going to flip that remote back in the day. Hey, right. channel surf. We got to we got to capture them. If someone's channel surfing and they're going to something where there's no sounds or you're left in darkness, they're going to think it's broken. Right. Whereas with this episode, I'm glad they're willing to do that because that's something we don't always see in Supernatural. It's it's the lack of sound and the nuanced approach to the sound that is there. They really brought it out. I loved it when when Dean picked up that can of I guess that empty beer can, tossed it, and he just it it reverbed in that room. It drove home the point that they're alone. I felt like it was very poetic 
eliminating that sound gives the audience the same feeling that they are possibly going through that. Hey, we are alone. We just found out God was not on our side and we are by ourselves in a way that we never thought we actually would be. Well, with alone this- is one thing, but now uh, knowing that God was on their side was was always think about it. Let's say the 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 let's say everything's stacking up against you, right? But you mm-hmm. know, on the other end of that, the ultimate powerful being in the world is he has your back. He's in your corner. Now you rip that away from them, and they're left with nothing. To me, that would immediately immediately feel like loneliness at a level that they might not have ever felt, or maybe possibly a level that they felt growing up being kids that were kind of neglected most of their life. I think they also did a really good job Fucking great. by using the sound and the, the location that you got that this might be hopeless. Yeah. They have nowhere else to go. They have well, it's nowhere. a dead end. It's yeah. a dead end. And I think that's one of the things in these, especially in supernatural, there's never really a dead end in supernatural. Pardon my pun because people don't right. come back. But with this one, by using the sound, by using the fact that there was one entrance and they, they made a really awesome effort to show you that there was not another exit. Um, You really did with the sound. You felt like, okay, this, they are like Mike said, they are alone. They can't, they got to go out the door. They came in. The lack of sound was very isolating. Yeah. It, mm-hmm. it, it very much worked for the fact of what they were trying to do. I rewound that bit several times. It was very cool. Just to see what was at work. And it's, it's some, fa- it's some of the best sound design that this show has, has produced. It's nice because it is, again, it's something a little bit different and it wasn't just the beginning that they used it in. It was used in a couple other points with the clown ghost, John Wayne Gacy or mm-hmm. whomever throughout the garage stalking, breathing. We can hear the ice crackling onto the, the glass windows. There was when salmon is stalking in the house and walking through the town itself as the sheriff's walking around, we, we hear his footsteps, nothing else, no traffic, no people screaming, no kids, no yelling. So when that, when his cry from the woman in white happens, it, it rips through that silence with Jack and Dean there. And we hear it, it punches all the more. There's a lot of moments when those tiny little details was all we heard. And it really did help set that mood throughout the episode. And you got to be a maestro of sorts when you're a sound designer or when, you're, or when you're a sound mix guy, because I mean, you got to know when, like, when do you pull the sound up? When right. do I, when do I increase the score? When do I drop the score? When do I boost the underscore? When do I boost the actual sound design itself? I mean, it's a lot of give take with the different sounds. And I felt like the sound mix was just fucking perfect. It was well done. And each one of it, it I mean, all this setting and, and mood really does help set the table for the main course, which is the story and plot. With this one, we did get a fairly simple, fairly straightforward introduction to this season. Most of the episode was more or less designed as kind of an epilogue from season 14 of sorts. The aftermath of God grabbing his ball and going home and saying, fuck you guys, I'm going home. It was odd to see because it doesn't happen very often where our premiere picks up immediately after the events. That, how many it's, times it's, have we had that actually happen? Season in the show? four to five did it. Um, seasons one to two, kind sort of, they're of, in the hospital yeah. and it's close enough. I'm trying to think now. 
two to three, maybe three to four. Definitely There's some not. Time that's There's passed. a few times, but like this seven to eight was a big time jump or there's been a couple of days or a week or something to that effect. This was right where Literally we left the second off after yeah. just continues. It was interesting to see them use that as a technique. It was interesting to see we had like, cause I half expected when we came back to this, it was going to be a week, three months have passed right. and they've got grizzled beards and they've just been fighting monsters Ugh. nonstop for Grizzly. all these months. But no, we came right back to where we are here. Mm-hmm. I think that kind of was a good choice in some respects because this would have been one where I said, how the fuck did they escape that? Why didn't we get to see that fighting harrowing moment? And here we did get to see them fight their way through the horde a little bit. Would have been nice to see some, some clearer shots for some of that. But I also understand that you have that many zombies. You kind of have to do a mob mentality thing. It seems to it. But the bigger thing that we got from this, ghosts taking over, being the the main threat for this episode, was the first two acts or so. That's fine. But when Sam finally starts helping people, that that mother and her daughter, we come back to the perhaps the most interesting bit of the episode, his reactive, reflective gunshot wound does not heal by Castiel's touch. And it was very important that they showed that knife wound and how easy that was to heal right beforehand. Yeah, they did. That was smart to show that, that it's a cakewalk for Castiel to heal something easy like that. Yeah. And then we go to his shoulder though, that's still been troubling him and he can't heal that. That is a first. I mean, outside of something like a soul or damage to your, the core of who you are, that kind of thing. But a physical wound that Castiel cannot just heal that's something that could very easily be the tip of a myth arc element that would play into the final season, the final act of the final season. Well, I think they did a, a good job, too, of just the look of the wound. I think a lot of times we see stuff in the in the show that is very reddish, very like, you know, looks like a fresh wound. This looks like something that, that has, has been, been there for a little bit. And looks disgusting. Well, that was the and thing, it's too. It's long? got, like, singed burn marks yeah. to it, but it's also got that, like, gross yellow pus factor. Yeah, like, and, and, might be borderline infected. We don't know 100%. I think it's very, I think it's very um, poetic, too, that, you know, Dean looks and goes, there's no exit wound. I just, I, That's I know. That's a I, hint, I think. It, yeah, it's definitely a hint at something there. And I think they did that. They wouldn't have him say that for no reason. They Fair. wouldn't have him say that for no reason. And I think there was a lot of on the nose yeah. moments like we didn't. The, the episode for in itself was fairly straightforward, as you said, Thomas, mm-hmm. very straightforward. And I, I'd say there wasn't a lot of relevance until maybe the possibly the fourth act, maybe the ending of the third act. And then we finally were given those little bits elements. And when we were given them, they were very it was very heavy handed. Yeah. And that's the one thing that kind of just took me back just a bit. I was like, okay, well, we were kind of playing softball here, and then suddenly yeah. you just threw it right at us. And right I don't know if that it was purposely done for a reason, uh, if he wanted to jolt us back into attention. I'm not quite sure. But those moments that were relevant were very, very heavy-handed, like that moment with the vision sequence. That was purposely done. That's fine. Yeah. Okay? Because yeah. they're trying to show you what the myth arc is. You have to have some... You have to allude to the myth arc 
a little bit. A little bit. The premiere is an important premiere. place to do it. And that's fine. I mean, that works. And I rewound that vision in hopes to figure out what we were seeing. The obvious was Sam. With that evil grin that he did as Lucifer and Solus Sam before. He had demon eyes. Uh, was it demon eyes or lighting? He had demon eyes. I rewound it. Mm. And le- let me boost my, my brightness. I did a screenshot. I won't know until tomorrow morning. But I rewound it. It looked like he had black eyes. He That's also had the evil grin. And he moved his head like you do when you're mm-hmm. using your power. Yep. And then somebody dropped. Was that Dean? I don't know. I couldn't tell. I rewound it so many times so I can figure out what that, who that was, and I could not make it out. Either way, it's not good. It was Dean yelling. That much is clear. So is this a sign of corruption that will occur to Sam because of this shot? Well, we know Castiel has had visions before, and we haven't seen those come to fruition quite yet. When they um, with Jack, with he Jack. claimed with visions, yes. But this was him seeing visions from a Nephilim of what could be what that's could off happen. screen, yeah. deliberately not showing us. All right. Seeing some stuff happen from a gunshot wound that was affected towards God himself. I have a lot more concern about what that's ultimately. I also be. think. Too, and I have and we have tons of questions because seeing visions isn't necessary. That's the point I was trying to make. Like visions isn't something Castiel Gets frequently. Yeah, he. As far as we know, he's had one real vision, and that was when he touched um, Kelly Kelly Klein's hand, Kelly Klein's body. Yeah, and then he saw the visions that Jack gave to him. So if Castiel is seeing visions, there's got to be a reason for it. Like, and I'm talking like a reason why he is seeing it, him personally. Well, then that begs the question: Is this something that Chuck is writing to happen, or is this something that is happening genuinely on its own? I'm hoping it's their own fate. I, well, they need to stick to the idea that Chuck bailed. Like well, I'm not so saying that's gone the other forever, I don't know but... if he did. I don't believe he did. See, I don't believe he did either. I, I think he's still pulling some strings. You think he's still playing a game with them? Yeah. I think that's the whole yeah. point of this season is that yeah. they, he wants them to think that they have, they can just have free will because he's bailed. But I think he's still pulling strings. His I, entire purpose has been fucking with them. And I think that's what's going on here. Yeah. The second they figured out the Truman show, I can't imagine he's just going to walk away and be no, like, well, I, I guess either. I'm done here. I don't think it's. He's pissed at them as well for his favorite. Nope. His favorite pair of brothers is now not playing by the rules, yep. trying to do their own thing. He's mad. I think he's never left. I think this is all a game and he's fucking with them, which could be a reason for him to return partway through the season. I don't think he can't return. He has to before the show's over. Yeah. If they start to win or start figuring it out, it'd be the ultimate fuck you. I can do whatever I want. There's nothing you can do to stop me. Evil, maniacal power play that would be a good setup for either the empty or death itself to or amara even to come back and kick him in the nuts frankly yeah i feel like having sam say that we're not going to give up we're just gonna this is the chance that we can do this on our own like we're gonna do this now without god's interference for sam to say that and for it to have any point or matter at all again looking Mm -hmm. at this from a writing standpoint chuck's got to be gone I think at the end he will be. No, I think he's got to be gone now. I 
don't like think he so. truly left. Otherwise, that speech makes no point. And what they're going to do next episode and the pre- next episode after that isn't going to matter. I feel like it would make more sense if they do exactly what they said, that they are going to fix things now that God is gone. They are going to mm-hmm. fix things. And then Chuck is suddenly going to get interested again. And then he will come back. So I think it could go either way. I think it'd be it'd be a perfect reason for him to come back if they start fixing it and he's like, no, you can't do better than me. Exactly. Kind of ego moment. Egotistical that they are writing a better story than he was able to do. I think it would be a great borderline Lovecraftian yeah. and Lovecraft, not in the sense of Cthulhu and tentacles in the sense that you don't matter. Nothing you do matters. You can't control your own fate. You are playthings to me. But kind of attitude would be we're gonna do it dean and then chuck's like i made you say that i can do anything i want you can't stop me i'm everywhere all powerful and then for karma the cosmic balance to be well empty and the and death have and even the darkness have something to say to that that and see him fall from grace of his own egotistical pride and then the brothers are left and humans are left to decide their own fate after the fact i think it could go either way i think so i think for me, I I truly want it to be where he still is there pulling the strings because I feel like now he is, like Thomas, you said, he's pissed off that his favorite playthings are against him and not creating content that he wants. So well, now I just, I think it's the what we saw and so how they're he, content creators. Yeah, yes. exactly. For him. I mean, if are, you they, really think, are they influencers? No, they're not influencers. I haven't seen them uh, sell out on certain things they want to people to buy patreon for porn yeah i just i feel like with Bleach what your butthole, every, girls gwyneth um i haven't we haven't seen chuck be more or be that any other way than that unless as in the last couple of times that we've seen him he's been you know i want you oh here's a gun here's this i feel like he wants them to do it yeah he yeah. wants them to do it and i think him just completely just being gone doesn't make any sense I, I, it not. does make sense it just I think with where we're going and them, they have to face him at some point. Well, I think the other thing is what is more soul crushing than when you you think you finally have the freedom. We can do it. He made you say that, that you can't cut these strings, that you're his puppet forever. That is some existential dread. We can't do anything about it. You guys aren't wrong. I mean, that would (laughs) all make sense. But I think the point, I think for all of us is that, And even last season, uh, during our season finale discussion, this whole free will aspect has to be broken down and explained because if they don't do it the right way, it really is. Dean said it in this episode. He was speaking to us as the audience. Makes none of it made a difference. It doesn't matter. It didn't matter. And And Sam said, oh, yes, it did. We saved people. I'm like, but really did it? Because all of it was orchestrated. So they're going to have to tackle this free will. The idea of free will in its truest sense has got to be dissected in this episode or in this season. The entire season, all of it, in order for Dab to not completely Fuck flab this all up, <laughs> he, they have got to address free will. It has to be at the very yeah. center of this entire season. Every minute they can, the show has to be about well, that. That reminds me very much of season five, where everyone was telling them, your destiny is going to be Michael versus Lucifer. This is going to happen. And every time they were trying to do their own thing or tell the rest of the 
angels in heaven and hell to go fuck themselves. Yeah. That was changing channels. That was the whole point of that episode, right? I think it does have to be addressed. Free will has to be addressed. But I think I, it has I do to be like more than addressed. It has to be the entire point of this season. It does. But I do like that conversation Dean and Sam had because that's very much a philosophical point of view. Absolutely. Because Dean could be like, well, what's it matter? We don't live for like an atheist or, or a uh, nihilist saying, well, what's it matter what I do? I can't stop dying. Everyone dies eventually. What's the fucking point? I can go I left. I can go right. But you I'm still die. stuck on this maze. And someone else like Sam, someone who believes that what you do on this time, whether it's immaterial or ephemeral or not, what you Need do find both those still us, matters. Yes, whether Put, it, use them in a sentence. Whether it will last the test of time, whether it will exist beyond a lifetime doesn't matter because you still saved those people. You still did something good with the time you had while it mattered, while you were here, while those people were here. That's all fine and good, but if they have not been doing anything of their own accord, dude, that's, it's a waste. They have to find a reason. They have to find a reason why what they have to make a definitive statement. They have to double down on that statement and say what they have to prove. That what they did mattered. And that's the goal of this season. They have to. Yeah. I, I because think the you, ending with this it, reveal yeah. of Chuck, you take it, it, it undermines literally everything. It takes away yeah. the mystique and it takes away the allure that, that Sam and Dean have of being who they are and making the choices that they did, air quotes choices. It, you take away some of that from them by, like Mike said, with this reveal that they really didn't do anything. And, yeah, and I'm not saying this is a negative. Like this isn't me saying no, being it's, upset. It's a good I, I'm story. glad that they addressed it's it because idea. that makes me feel like they are in fact going yep. to tackle that issue that this is going to be a big part of the season. So I'm just stressing that it has to be because that was my only issue with the season finale last year. If you remember, I mean, I had my own creative issues like, Oh, mm-hmm. I, why did you do this to God? AKA Chuck. But when it, dab. Was, when it was all said and done, I was like, you know what? It still works as long as the next season, season 15, works to make it work. You know, as long as you write to make that make sense without undermining, you know, 14 years of Supernatural. So that's the goal. And I don't envy Dab right now because where he put himself. Well, yeah, I don't want to say he wrote himself in a corner. I don't think that at all. I mean, with a show like Supernatural, you can never write yourself in a corner. It, the 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 well is bottomless. That's why we are baffled that the show's even ending because it just, it can never run out. But that being said, he has pushed himself into a corner that he can get out of. If but he's there's, there's cracked, you know, broken light bulbs on the floor. And it's glass and cyanide infected and with HIV. If he's HIV not needles and chili peppers, like he, he gave himself, you know, a maze to get through. Yeah. I don't know why he would do this, but if he manages, a, manages he has to, to get disarm himself, a bear trap with his dick. Oh, wow. And it could easily go off and, and with just, the foreskin of his dick. <laughs> that's a lot of foreskin. Well, <laughs> get the name flat from somewhere. Oh, no. Uh, what? No, it's, it's not impossible to correct it, but it is, it, this is more of a landmine, yeah. a minefield than he's ever probably does that make before. sense what I'm saying though? Yes. Like it, it can work and it can work beautifully, but it's fucking dangerous. Yeah, it is. And you know, these are the main crux of elements on top of other reference points throughout this episode, such as Michael is out of the cage, or at least 
the door is open and he can walk out whenever he so chooses. But I also liked the quick reference towards Alistair and Dean's. (laughs) I'm finally out of the cage. Is he? Why does he sound like a twink? Because he got pounded. Oh, come on. That's inappropriate, guys. (laughs) Now he sounds like Michael Jackson. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he's probably. Oh, don't be ignorant. (laughs) Jamona. So we know Michael's at least got the ability to leave the cage whenever he chooses, which I think hey will guys, be a, I'm still in here. Okay. <laughs> still be a major element of this season. But the one that I found a little bit more interesting was Belfagor referring to Alistair and Dean's torturing aptitude, his art at the his craft, if you, you will. You don't bring something up like that from Casually. What, eight years ago, nine years uh, ago. Fuck. 11 years ago unless it matters mm-hmm. you just don't No, there's no reason for it well so the, this there's got to be some connection this leads to the quick googling i did of belfagor okay oh. so in demonology belfagor is a demon and one of the seven princes of hell who helps people make discoveries he seduces them by suggesting to them ingenious inventions which will make them rich what i like about this so you think he's more than just so a, here it a says pusher when summoned, he can grant wishes, the power of discovery, and ingenious invention. Isn't it funny that he came up with perfect solutions yeah. to every scenario they were in with just a couple simple things? I can stop this zombie apocalypse in front of you. I can contain all of the souls. I have all the answers. That is what he does. But there's one casual, what I thought was just a simple dick joke line. Yeah. When he says, he talks about how all the people are attractive now. And he's eye fucking everybody who walks past. I mean, I do and he that. says when he was on Earth, they all were. Dean does they, that. Castiel. Well, here's the thing. He says when they were on Earth, when he was on Earth last, not when he was human, when he was on Earth last, that humans all worshipped a giant rock that looked like a dick. Do you remember that? Yeah. It says here, Belphegor was associated with lucidiousness and orgies. It was worshipped in the form of a phallus. Apparently. Apparently, you'd worship this hedonistic, lustful demon with a giant statue of a. And dick. we're assuming it's ancient times too, because he's talking. He's about talking about like people, cavemen times and shit, or at least very like, like ancient Israel. Yeah, it fits. I think he is deliberately is is with is his green anti-Semitic genes. We just said you're trying to say like old Israel's had like Israelites had humps on their back. No, I'm Maybe saying everyone like people fucked a lot dude. back in the they day. They just walked around in the wilderness a lot, so they just hunched over and time. Yeah, they were all like. Ugh. His whole point, his role as a demon was to sow discord among men and seduce them to Still evil, seduce them to evil through Scoliosis. the through the appropriation uh, through the uh, assignment of wealth. <laughs> if we've seen. If he can just give us these miraculous solutions and we've seen a sign of Sam going dark and he has these odd references to when he was last on right. earth and they summoned, they worshiped phalluses, all these things that Belphegor is associated with. I could see him easily like Ruby leading here, follow these breadcrumbs and you're trapped. Yeah. You have I, some of my blood. I like what you're selling. He got and angel. I'm buying it. Also, who doesn't need some of that ingredients? I got angel blood. I have a human heart. Now he could be getting pieces as he solves their little problems for a much grander spell that would ultimately fuck them over in the end. Yeah. I, I see a lot of different things from that. I think he is I see definitively playing them. Absolutely. There's no reason they should believe him in any way. I'm just saying I see. Uh, um, oh, yeah. I see 
I'm just I'm trying not to be negative, but I, I see that he's not going to really matter. He's the how means many, to how an many end. characters have we had introduced like this since Dab took over? Oh, and fair they, enough. We've and, speculated and a lot and just, been completely and fucking wrong. Simply be just like a, a Braxis. A, a, it's yeah, nothing. It's just a bridge to oh, get that, us to a point. That don't don't get me a, a boner. A I'm just, just saying, guys. Like, I'm just listen. I'd rather bear trap. I'd rather set my expectations low right now for everyone, so that when it doesn't be that simple, we're like, oh shit, we get. Extra he played excited. us for three years just to trick us this year. I he will. is Balfagor. <laughs> yeah, hey guys, I'm Balfagor. He has a hunchback, I think. I'm Balfagor. <laughs> Oh God! He has food orgies. We know that. Why is it, uh, bit, why is it bit better than I can't wait to put my I can't wait to put my dick in this turkey sandwich. Okay. Uh, All right. Uh, Even the dog came running into the studio. <laughs> she like galloped in. She's like, "Oh my God, dick so, and sandwiches." Speaking of Balfagor, what do what is your guys' opinions on Demon Jack? What do, how long do you like think? It. How I long do you it. think we'll have him as well? For a while. Um, yeah, I think it'll last a couple episodes for sure. I think Jack is. Doing some work with Billy, and we'll probably see that next week. Like you know, horizontal work or Billy Could doesn't. Be. She's above that. Oh, Is she? No, no one's above that. Yeah, no, no one's above. That. No one's above. She that. likes to get scythed. Oh my god! <laughs> I've never heard of that I'll one. Read me. Oh, <laughs> <I'll> read me. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, oh, that's a good one. Oh fuck! Uh, <laughs> the door to the studio is open. He has reap fantasies. <laughs> I can't wait to get reaped. All oh right. God, it's gonna feel so good. Okay. Can reap. you can you sneak up into my bedroom and reap me? Reap me in my reap hole. <laughs> <laughs> Got reap fantasies. Oh God! Here's my scythe. Why is Thomas turning red? He's like a he's like bashful over there. Look the at fucking him. door's open. He's <laughs> screaming, "Reap me!" <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! Uh, All right, I, I I think he could be fun. It seems that Alexander Calvert's having a great time with the character, but I'm not that enthralled of by you don't him. Like it. I don't know. It, it, <laughs> if he had blue flame coming out of his eyes, you'd love it. Blue Maybe. Blue flame coming out of his ass. Oh. <laughs> out of his repole. <laughs> but you're not on board with I don't him? I'm not, that on, I'm not sold by him. I feel like I've seen this character Wait, too many on. times. You're not sold point. by who? This this persona, I guess. I've seen the snarky okay, demon it sounds before. like you're bashing the performance. The performance is great. Okay. But I've seen this character before. I, no, I agree with that. The performance is amazing. Like, and I like seeing Alex play another role. Especially yes. since he's yes. played two years of being very naive. Suddenly yes. we see that this kid can Knows do his shit. something very different. Yeah. But when it comes down to the demon's whole entire attitude, mm-hmm. yeah, that's, that's... Not every demon is the exact same personality. And that's where I get a little... I've seen this before. It would have been great. Like when Alistair first showed up, he was so you different. You want someone boring and like no, 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 doesn't no, no. hold our attention? Think of Alistair. Okay. Dark, you menacing, me violent. <laughs> Holy shit. Think of Ruby. Think of Crowley. Hot Ruby? Think of Azazel. Mm. Sure. All of them had different personalities. Mm. Okay. Going to get a reap fantasy going on? Well, I'm just thinking about the celebrity jihad photo. Oh, my God. Anyway, to me, it's just I've seen this character but I've been wrong before with judging a character's performance from the first time they get to do it. So I want to give them the benefit of the doubt and see what yeah. he can bring to the table. I think the actor's doing a great job with it. Yeah, I just absolutely. want them to do something a little bit more 
than That's fair. standard demon template, I guess, at this point. Right. Well, it all happened with Yellow Eyes. Yeah. He played the Jack Nicholson from The Shining. Yeah. And from then on, that became kind of the template kind of the go-to. for most of our demons, except for Alistair. But right. that, that actor that played Alistair, I forgot his name now. Jesus, I had an interview with him. Christa, Christoph, Christopher, oh. Christopher Heyerdahl. I mean, that dude is an amazing fucking actor. Yeah, he's a great yeah. actor. He's not going to come in and just take a template. He's no. going to go in and, and do something very different. I think Crowley made it his own. Mark Shepard's performance oh, yeah. was Crowley, not a demon. Right. You know, so okay, there so has you, been done a fair before. Point. I can't disagree. I want to see Alexander Calvert do a demon that he wants to see, not just the standard template that the writers put in for just, a demon. I think we've, we talked about it. I don't think he's a standard demon. I just don't think this guy's a standard demon. Well, I know. Well, we know that from that. a, from a storytelling and a performance though. He just, oh, I see performance. Yeah, from okay, a performance. I, I want him to be different. Welcome to the show for the last five minutes. Jesus Christ, <laughs> Ryan, I'm going to put the shame camera on you. <laughs> the shame camera for what? I'm just saying your shame. Oh God. I feel so shamed. You should. I don't. All right. You're gonna get it's, reaped it's a, later. It's a shame. Oh, it's a shame like this episode. Bend down. You get reaped later. Oh my god. Come Bring here. it on, Billy. <laughs> All right. So let's let's talk about Reap me my reap hole. Not your reap hole. Oh. Jesus. <laughs> Visual effects a little bit. We had we had a couple different techniques uh, with the ghosts in the very beginning. There was a couple things I cringed about, and there's a couple things I really liked. See, what? I, you I, cringe about something? I see I didn't. I saw some people complaining about some of the ghost CGI, mm-hmm. and dude, I love the, the ghost CGI the, was fine. I thought the 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 B film look for the ghost when they got cast back to hell or whatever happened when they got hit. I thought that was cool. See, I I agreed with Thomas about the one shot he talked about earlier with with the face scratching. It just yeah. it looked okay. That yeah, that yeah. looked really goofy to me, and the the shaking of the camera, like while she's doing Bloody it. Bloody Mary was a bit of a disappointment. Yeah, Listen, that was, shaking the camera was cool in the 1960s yeah. when you were filming Star Trek. And you didn't have a. Oh no! Everyone act like we're shaking. Yeah. Oh, I fell over. Oh, oh. I fell over again. Yeah, yeah. That there was some makeup and and some practical costume effects and some elements that were kind of underwhelming. And then there were some other ones that they did a really good job with. Mm-hmm. There was one shot in particular where Dean uh, uses a bit of iron to attack the woman in white. And the transition between the actress being there and the phasing into the dust, that Oof. mask and replace, they did a great job with that. Same with the other shots of John Wayne Gacy getting shot. There was a couple really great moments from that. But some of the other practical effects and makeup felt very spirit store. It was bland. It was it was weird, and I don't know if that was time constraints or something else or something different happened on the back end that we just won't know about, but that felt very odd to me. So, Ryan, I'm going to come to you first. Season 15, episode one, what are your final thoughts? Um, I'm going to be completely honest. It was a mediocre season premiere. Oh, come on. I, I, I'll be honest. I, it just... It, I I watched it today. I watched it before I um, went to work, and I w- the whole time I was sitting there and I was just like, "This is n- this doesn't get me pumped for mm-hmm. season 15. I said it before in a lot of the shows that we covered, you know, during Helatus, that if they didn't capture me going into the first couple episodes, I, it was going to be really hard for me to get excited about season 15. And 
there were some aspects that I liked about the episode. I did like where it started right after, you know, literally the second after season 14 finale. I thought that was cool. We've only done that a couple times mm-hmm. on Supernatural, so I did like that. Um, but I just felt like this episode, there, it just wasn't, it didn't have the clout. It didn't have, you know, that one thing that got me super excited. This is the final season of Supernatural. Mm-hmm. And this felt like an episode that was in the middle of a season just out of nowhere. Um, I mean, have we not learned what these season premieres are like? We know that it's not until the second episode. I know. And, and, and that's why I'm, 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 I'm going to hold off. Sometimes we, we say this a lot. We say the season premiere should have been the first and second episode combined. Right. Right. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping that the, the second episode has something to do, you know, it brings it up. Um, but for me, this is a very mediocre episode by itself. Um, hopefully the next episode is, is, you know, kicks things off. Mm-hmm. Um, so if I were going to give it our new rain man, digital review score, well, we have to tell people what well, that I know I was actually going to do that. So, um, <laughs> if you guys don't know here on rain man digital, we have a new re- uh, review score system. And the reason why we set it up is because we were tired of going to Rotten Tomatoes or Metacritic and completely being flabbergasted by the reviews of certain TV shows and movies. Right. It just didn't make sense. They they get trolled so much that it's inaccurate. So we've started our own Rain Man Digital Review Score system that that will now govern all of our content on this show that we cover. Not just on this show, but on the network as a whole. So the rate the ratings are as follows. So the way what we'll do is we will average them out and that will give a Rain Man digital score. So one to forty percent is get fisted, which is a thumbs down, which would be it's a shitty uh for example. It speaks for itself. Yeah. yeah I don't need to go into it. Uh forty one to seventy percent is it's a movie, uh or or TV show, thumbs sideways, like in Gladiator. Uh seventy one to ninety percent, hell yeah, thumbs up, good movie. Um ninety one to hundred percent kicks ass. It's the best thing you've ever seen. Um, so that would give you guys an idea. So I'm going to give the season premiere episode uh, episode one of season 15 for Supernatural about a 58, um, which would be it's a TV show. Uh, unfortunately, it's not bad, but it's not groundbreaking. It, exactly. It's, okay. it's not it's it's not horrible. It, it's a it's, it's likable. It's likable. Yeah. I didn't dislike the episode. I just never got that kind of holy shit. Where mm-hmm. you know, and you I and I'm come, come in your pants. I wanted to get reaped. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. and I didn't. So we'll see. And again, this score could change depending on episode two. We've done that before, have we not? For the premieres, especially. Yeah. yeah so I, I will hold out judgment. But right now, it's about a fifty-eight. Okay. All right. Mike, what about you? Final thoughts and score ultimately. It's funny. I'm a little more positive sounding, but I agree with what a lot of what Ryan said. Uh, I'm not as down on it, though. I feel like this is kind of business as usual with mm-hmm. our recent season premieres. They're not groundbreakingly epic. Uh, they get the job done. They serve as a bit of like a denouement or an epilogue, just kind of the final moments of I guess you can look at it as the season finale. Mm-hmm. It's the aftermath. Uh, they're trying to get their feet under them. The writers trying to close out a few things from last year and then get us ready for the, for the season. And that's what I was looking for throughout the entire show. I had a chart and I was writing down uh, every time the act struck, every time the act breaks ended and started a new one. And I was running lines parallel to each other. And one line was the myth arc 
which we didn't have. Mm-hmm. And then one was the story. And they were going farther and farther away. Yeah. And finally, towards the third act, I had, I changed my chart. A little bit. Because yeah. of what was mentioned uh, pertaining to Sam's injury. Mm-hmm. At that moment, I felt like they gave us that little bit that we need. That the audience needs to know that there is a story planned. That this is the myth arc of the season, mm-hmm. or at least the very tip of it. And that's a positive for me. And that's all I was really looking for uh, in a season premiere. If this was a Kripke season premiere, then I would expect to be wowed immediately because he did excellent season premieres. But over the last five, six years, we've kind of come. I think we should be accustomed at this point that they're almost like two parters. And I may retrospectively as well go back and and give this. This episode a better grade as well, but I'm going to give it a 57. Okay. Uh, You know, what? I'm gonna give it a 55. Okay. Let me give it a 55. Like I said, sound design was top notch. I loved all the choices. The directing choices were great, but there are some issues with the choreography of late mm-hmm. with the, some of the fighting. And I don't know what happened if we changed stunt coordinators, but I mean, and I don't use this word very often in connection to supernatural, but that scene with Misha and the, the ghost lady. Lizzie Borden or whatever. That was over him with like, she was choking him out. Mm-hmm. was probably the worst choreographed oh. scene I've ever seen. It was awful. That whole final it, sequence. It was weird. It was uncomfortable. It didn't look like there was any real like struggle. Or struggle. It literally looked like Misha, All the right. actor, was trying not to hurt the actress. Yeah. And then the moment with uh, the woman that jumps out of the water and she's grabbing the lady's, the mother's foot and yeah. there was no struggle. They didn't sell the struggle. I'm like, what are you're just standing there limping and there's no struggle. That, mm-hmm. There was no pressure. There was usually when someone's grabbing you, you see the stress of the hand. Yeah. You see the, 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 you see the vascularity. The bulge. You see the vascularity. Yeah. And there was none of that. And there were close ups. If you weren't yeah. going to do that, then show all wide shots. There's close ups. And it literally looked like her hand was limp on her leg. Yeah. I, I got you. It was really tag. Some of those. There was choreographed scenes were just were awful. There yeah. was one. And I've never, ever used that word to describe yeah. anything. There was one in the beginning of the episode where, where uh, Sam hip checked one of the zombies mm-hmm. and it looked like they were like bumping hips. Like they were having a dance partner. Like it didn't look like he hip checked her enough yeah. to yeah. make her go flying. So there were, you're right, Mike, there was some stuff in this choreography wise. That was just, and, well, and those they, are things that I can't really forgive. I can forgive no. some of the writing issues. Not, yeah. I don't want to say writing issues. I can forgive some of the writing directions because we're getting started. It's the first episode. It's the first episode. Yeah. But overall, the quality of the episode was was subpar. Su- was subpar, and that's something I'm not used to seeing in Supernatural. Yeah. It, the quality of Supernatural has always been the best. When it comes to the CW shows, you look at Supernatural, and you're like, what the fuck? You are, you're on this network? Yeah. You're way better. Yeah. And what I saw, unfortunately, was a show that belonged on CW when it comes to yeah. some of the quality. Again, this is Supernatural, and it is the best of the CW. But at that moment, towards the end, I saw the CW quality kind of yeah, seeping in bleed through. And I've never I don't think I've ever noticed that before. But when it comes to story and direction, I'm fine. Okay. So 50 55. 55. Uh I got to agree with the choreography. The it really did feel lesser. And I, when I, for me, the biggest thing against it is this is the final season of a show that's been running 15 years with all the CW hype and the fans behind it. Mm-hmm. And it looks worse than the very first pilot episode. 
that's a problem. With the makeup of the woman in white with her scarred, fucked up face in the pilot that we even got a flashback of in this episode. Thomas, if you're not going to do it as good as it was don't do in it. the pilot, don't, do don't it. even attempt. Don't, don't even try Don't it. use the woman in white because that episode is it's still great. one of the best visual effects scenes we have ever had in Supernatural. Yeah. She looks horrifying. In Bloody the, Mary was one of the best One of the scariest effects. episodes. Yeah. And you use both of those and they're just so much lesser. Yeah. The choreography was rough, whether it was the fighting in the very beginning that's these choppy kind of blurry edits, very traditional of PG-13 action. But even the final plot sequence, I, I can't help but chuckle as I'm seeing the ghosts chase them on foot down the street in broad daylight. That is a bit of a writing like the wire fighting from season 13 where this doesn't look good. I Why would you choose fight. to write the script <laughs> yeah, this way? I, I, they can I, fucking teleport, dude. We've seen it. Yeah, why are they chasing him down the, the street? The fighting just felt weird and clunky. And compare that to season 10's opening fight with Demon Deed versus Cole at that time. I know he's a black mark for some people, but that <laughs> fighting was great. And this just feels weirdly written to have it be. And then they sprint down the street in broad daylight. I didn't I, think about that. I can't I, get when over you that. Said ghosts can teleport. Yeah, they can fucking. We've teleport. actually seen it in this episode. times in this episode. Oh. I think the thing. I think. What did you do, that, dude? The, the other thing that throws it off, in general, is that you're seeing ghosts during the day. Any time in supernatural, so, it's always been night. This is completely subjective. This is my own thing, so I don't hold it against them. But I was convinced by the end of season fourteen when he flicked his fingers and it went dark. Light's gone from this world. We're gonna have a season, at least half a season, in just darkness. I was convinced monsters, ghosts, the world is coming to an end. The lights have Probably gone what out. What they're going to do, and, then, and they, then the very next episode, it's like we're running down the street, Sesame Street. I, like that's what it fucking felt like. I to don't me. even think daylight is the issue. It's just that there wasn't any really. Just they weren't compelling. trying to sell the fear. You, you no. have some of these they villains of old come out, and, and they just feel like imitators of yeah. the originals. I, and I also agree with that. This is a show that has some of the best. Makeup effects. Banshee? Banshee. Holy fuck. God, the, so uh, two seasons ago, the Wayward Sisters um, episode. Yep. The practical effects of the, 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 oh, what are they called? The Candid. Yes, the Candid. I mean, this, what the this fuck? show Predator, has amazing makeup effects. St- amazing skill. And, and, yet, and yet Bloody Mary looks like shit. Not just Bloody Mary, but even at the end, the first thing that came to mind, it looked like a Party City commercial. It did. It looked like something, if you want to see that type of effects, you go down Mill Avenue near the college area yeah. on Halloween weekend. You'll find them. And you're going to see people dress like that. It didn't feel like an actual horror thing. It felt like dress up. Yeah. And that's weird coming from a show. With that a does, track record. That does amazing um, makeup effects. I, I don't know what happened with, with, yeah. with the finer details when it came to stuff like that. So for that was a big hit for me. Um, the story just kind of being like plodding along for two out of five acts was also a little bit of a downside. The vision looks great, and I'm hoping to see some good things with that, and I don't trust Balfagor for shit, not like anyone should. Yeah. So I have some hope. In the last two minutes with the whole free will discussion and God, and Sam's clearly going through some physical stuff. He's like, yeah, no, it's I'm fine. Don't worry about all the of that. Yeah. I'm looking forward that's, to all that. Cool, yeah. But for a premiere of the final season between the opening road so far and some of the other decisions that were made, I was underwhelmed. And for me, that's going to come at a just about even number of 51. Yeah, I'm confused. It's I'm, a 51 I'm, I'm hoping, for me. It's, it's an episode. I'm hoping it was a fluke, some of the bad quality I stuff. I do too. Because this is a show that has always when I think been back, some of the best. I mean, doing fantastic 
Great visual work. effects, VFX. Doesn't make but sense. They were doing it in 2005 before anyone else was doing yep. it. And when they tried to do it, other people, it looked awful. Yes. And yet Supernatural was the show I'd point to in 2005 and say, look at that. This show's fucking great. Look at the visual effects. Well, it even, is fucking amazing. Even season 11, I remember with the, the infected people with the black tendrils yes. and the darkness and the scene of the fog and them running through the fog coming to the building and Sam's alone and the city is destroyed and there's just corpses throughout. There were so many similar elements here that were done better just a few and years maybe ago. Maybe I shouldn't say visual effects. My issue isn't with the visual effects. I should say the, makeup, the, the special the makeup effects. Yep, special effects. That's, yeah, Something the, to that effect. The CGI and all the other stuff behind fine. the scenes The body scenes dissip- dissipating, that worked fine. But a lot of the other stuff that we're looking at is just... Special makeup effects. It's just not there. Which has been really fucking strong over the, since Dad so took over. So it doesn't over. make sense. In fact, it wasn't that just last that, season was that creature in the woods. Isn't that something that we've said? In fact, it's, it's on our list to cover on Dab's wins. We do a Patreon special. We cover all the the wins of the show run. The shotguns and didn't to the we actually say head. that some of the Dab's best things he's done is bring back some, some of, the, of the, practical. the practical effects. The, <laughs> that tree creature last season, the vampire getting his head shotgunned oh, yeah, off in the awesome. tunnels in season thirteen. There's been great moments. What happened? Yeah, it's very so I, I'm hoping it's a fluke. I don't know, understand. I'm hoping it's a behind-the-scenes thing. Yeah. But ultimately, I was a little underwhelmed, and I'm hoping that part two of the premiere, as it has traditionally been, will bring this grade up for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Looking forward to it. Yep. So that's going to do it here for this episode, the first return episode. Don't forget, we are now doing a brief Wednesday show exclusive for our Patreon members. It's the preview discussion where we're going to be talking about the upcoming Thursday episode. Again, part of our Patreon tier, so head on over to patreon.com slash Digital. So, final season, guys. We're here for the long run, and we're down to 19 final episodes. It's sad, but we're, we're, we're going to cry our whole way there, hopefully. So thank you all for listening. Hold on. Oh. I'm not, I'm not ready. Give me a sec. <laughs> I like all how right. Ryan laughs to cry all the way there, because I think he's thinking immediately with my dick or something. Oh, wow. Um, I'm going to cry, because we're getting reaped this whole Okay. We're going to get reaped this, this whole season. This is what happens. All right. <laughs> you little maggot. You are no longer a part of this story. Hey, ass butt.